Welcome to 4 Minutes with Fiona, the podcast that covers mental health, success, and overall wellness in short interviews you can listen to anytime. Today, I talked with Sean Conley, former NFL player turned yoga and meditation teacher. We discussed how athletes have become more open about their mental health, how he found mindfulness, and his biggest advice for younger athletes. It was so great to have Sean on, and this episode will be extremely valuable to anyone interested in the mental game involved in sports. Hope you enjoy. So Sean, first question, how has your mental game and mental health in general been a part of your football career, would you say? Mm, um, that's a great question because for me, it, it really wasn't um, much of my uh, much of my game until the, the latter part of my career, or even, even once it, once it ended, um, you know, so when I played, um, you know, I played professionally, um, in the NFL in the nineties, the mental aspect of, of sports really wasn't a big deal. And certainly, uh, you know, practices such as yoga, meditation, mindfulness, you know, those were just, you know, considered like, like, like out there. Um, but, you know, when I was playing in the NFL, my, my wife who was, who was into yoga, uh, she kept saying, Hey, you need to do yoga. It's going to help. It'll help your body. It'll help your mind. But for me, I just didn't, um, it, I, I, I didn't, I didn't gravitate towards that or I, I wasn't open to that because, um, at the time, most of the training was all like, you know, very physical. It was all about hard. And so if you weren't training hard, you weren't, weren't doing up. And there's certainly that aspect today exists in, in, in training, but now, uh, there, there is more of a mental game. And so for, for, for me now, I, you know, I, I now work with athletes and, um, you know, with yoga, meditation, mindfulness, and, 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 and fortunately now it's a, it's a lot more, um, acceptable, so to speak, or, or almost to the point, if you're not bringing in some sort of mental aspect into your game, you're missing out. And, and I think luckily there's been a lot of, um, big time athletes who, who have gotten into, uh, mindfulness, such as like, like Jamie Anderson snowboarding, you know, she's like super into yoga. Uh, LeBron James is really into meditation. Kobe Bryant was really into meditation. And so now luckily a lot more athletes are a lot more open to it. Yeah. That's such a great answer. What do you think was the tipping point for you when you went from yoga is like something I don't want to do and maybe a little dumb to I'm going to actually become a yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the biggest thing for me was just, you know, when my career ended, I, I went through, I guess you could say like a, like an identity crisis. I, for, for a long time, I always dreamed of being a professional athlete from like age eight until when my career ended, which was age 25. And for me, like a lot of athletes, it didn't end on my, on my own terms, so to speak. It ended because um, I had a lot of injuries. And so I just wasn't given another shot. Um, so it, it took me a few years to move beyond that. And that's where yoga really came in where, you know, I started to realize, you know, that, it, you know, sports wasn't everything in life, you know, football certainly wasn't everything in life. And that um, it did so much for me, not just for my body, it helped heal my body, but also just helped me, you know, move on and, you know, not be stuck in, in the past and living in the past or worrying about like where my life was going in the future. And because it's helped me so much body and mind, that's where I decided, Hey, this is what I want to do, um, professionally. So I can, um, you know, possibly help others, you know, other athletes going through that, but just, just, you know, anybody athletes, non-athletes who, who, you know, who struggle with, with, with anything that I knew that, uh, you know, that, uh, that yoga or meditation, everyone can find some benefit that they can use it in, in their lives. Yeah. I love that response. It's great what you've made out of it. So one of the last questions, what do you think of about the NCAA, like colleges, pro organizations, do you think they are doing enough to support mental health? 
Do you think they've gotten better? Yeah, short answer, no. Um, they, they have certainly gotten better. You know, they, they've, they've come from a place where there was zero support for athletes and mental health. And it wasn't even that long ago, you know, maybe what, 10, 15 years ago. Um, but, but nowadays there's actually, you know, if you look at some of the schools, like I know University of Michigan, Wisconsin, they'll have actual staff members who their main responsibility is, is mental health with athletes. So it's certainly gaining steam. And I think the more it gains steam in college, I think when these athletes go from college to pro, they're going to expect the same thing. You know, there, there's really not much of it in, and I know there's, there's very, very little help with mental health when it comes to the NFL. It's just not, um, it's, it's, it's one of their many, um, uh, weaknesses when it comes to taking care of taking care of their of their athletes their their, their whole being but yeah it's it's definitely getting better and I, I think it's only going to grow the, the thing is which I think is 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 so helpful that so many um, young athletes college athletes are so outspoken about it and, and and the more they speak out about it I think the more it's becoming becoming mainstream yeah I totally agree I've actually reached out to a lot of college athletes and they're very open to talking. So it's awesome. Yeah, right, there was a point where, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, when I played, you know, which wasn't too long ago, like, like 20, 25 years ago, like, if I brought up anything, any mental, uh, mental health issue with, with my coach, they would just, you know, they would, they would assume you're weak. And I think we were finally moving away from that. Right. Would you say that culture is also on the team too? Did you ever talk mm -hmm. about Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, so like the, you know, the, you know, players, you know, the, you know, like, you know, I know for like in my situation, like men, like if I, if I talk about like my mind being weak or like, you know, I have problems at home and I want to speak to someone like, you know, like men would, you know, other players would like, like, look, like, why do you need to do that? Like, just, you know, just play hard and set that to the side. And so they're, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely an issue with, with the athletes as well. And I think, you know, also like in sports where the coaches are like older, where they were not part of this movement, they have a hard time, you know, you know, they're, they're not where, like where the actual, the, the, the shift is happening. So I think the more it, you know, it comes from the younger generation and the more, you know, that, cause the older coaches have responsibility too, to, to be open to this, that, that I think that, that there'll be more, that there'll be more progress made. Yeah, Totally. So last question, and then you're off the hook. <laughs> what do you think is one tip you could give athletes that not a lot of people talk about? Mm. I, I think it would be, uh, you know, for, for young athletes is, is to, is, is to be mindful of, uh, of your body that, it, you know, you see a lot of young athletes today who, who specialize in a single sport at a very young age. And, and, and this, this is, this is a new thing. And, you know, athletes used to play multiple sports. It was always very encouraged. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't do year round. They didn't have uh, all these private coaches, et cetera, et cetera, that, you know, we're seeing a lot of young athletes as, as young as 12, 14 have overuse injuries, like with their shoulders and, and, and other joints. And also there is also no, um, mental health help for these young athletes as well. And so I think even at a young age, it's good for them to bring in, you know, whether it's like, you know, bring in a little meditation, a little yoga, a little something into it. But I think, you know, um, there's just seems to be a heck of a lot more pressure on young athletes today to get really, really good at, at a very, very young age. And, um, you know, if, if, if you're going to make it to the, to the big leagues, or if you're going to make it to like division one or whatever the goal is, like it, it's going to happen and it doesn't have to be, you know, like, like quantity, it doesn't have to be tons of training. It just has to be done, you know, in a moderate amount and, and taking time off to, 
um, to heal, not just like, you know, like, like, not just their bodies having rest, but I think it's also good to, to have, um, more mental rest. And I think right now it seems like that movement is like the opposite. It's more and more and more and more and more year round training. And, and a lot of athletes are burning out physically, um, mentally, and, and some, some quite often, uh, both by the time they hit like 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of kids and parents could definitely hear that message. Thank you for listening, and I hope you found something valuable in this episode. You can find Sean's book, The Point After, How One Resilient Kicker Learned There Was More to Life Than the NFL, on Amazon, along with Amazing Yoga, a collaboration between him and his wife, Karen. And check out his website, seanconley.net, for more information about his life. Overall, such an impressive journey Sean has been on thus far, and I'm so glad we got to talk today. Have a great day, and see you next episode.